Welcome to the World is Fucked podcast, where we talk about the many ways the world is fucked. I'm Lauren Wright. And I'm Brianna Lewis. And today, we're talking about my absolute favorite topic, dating, and why men are so fucking bad at it. Love that. Yeah. I don't love it. (laughs) I don't love it. Love the topic. As someone who's, like, still in it and still having to date men, I really don't love it. But are you ready? Are you ready to dive in? Yeah. Okay. We're talking about dating. Talking about why men are bad at dating. Yeah. And a lot of this is going to be anecdotal. I'll say that at the top. So if you're upset at anything I'm saying about men, about dating, about how bad you all are at dating, then date me better. Like, I don't really have anything else to say about that. Agreed. Right. Also, every single study I found backed me up. Um, How many studies did you find? They don't need to know oh, okay. how many. <laughs> okay. I won't say it's a lot. Okay. I'll say it's enough for confirmation bias, for sure. Critical mass. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so... Also, I do want to say this will, like, unfortunately be a bit gendered because it is my own dating experience. Mm-hmm. And I really only have experience dating men and women. So that's where we're coming from. I think if this podcast were to get, like, some more legs, though, we could probably revisit this topic and be, like, a little bit more inclusive of our non-binary friends. Why don't we have... Why don't we ask our non-binary friends to... In our universe to, like, write in or we could even interview you and... Right. You tell us how how much better or worse it is for a non-binary boo um, in the dating world. Yeah. I... Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. Um, so when, okay, so this is like only, this is our first real episode, so Mm -hmm. we're real, we're real new to this, but when we first were talking about things that we were interested in, wanted to learn more about, I, of course, really wanted to dive into dating. Like I said, it's like my favorite thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, my dating life is like an endless hellhole right Mm -hmm. now. I, I truly, I genuinely don't think I've ever been more dissatisfied with dating, if I'm being honest. This really? Is, yeah. In the, all of my years, in all my 28 years, and 12 years of dating, yeah. this, this is the absolute worst I think it's ever been. Shit. Um, so for people that are thinking about, like, breaking up with their kind of shitty partners at the age of 27, don't. No, I'm just kidding. Do it. For sure do it. But mm-hmm. it's, it's tough out here, especially in Metro Detroit. Um... But yeah, do you want to talk about yours really quick, where you're at, how you're feeling? Um, dating is not really something that I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I'm not dating around. I have a fiance. We have a kid. We live together. We've been together for four years. Last September, so I guess it's like closer to four and a half years. Um, and we date each other. But I've been out of the dating game for quite some time. Yeah. Um, when I was in it, it sucked. But <laughs> yeah. I was also in a college town. Yeah. Like, as a black lady who is plus size, it was not great finding people who are actually interested in me. But when I did... I never respected them, so that was the fun part. Okay. (laughs) I mean, and then I found a guy I could like listen to for more than half an hour, and we stuck together. So okay, okay. So it's yeah, not the worst. Yeah, it's not the worst. I had a lot of fun. Okay, I will say we did have just like a nice little offline conversation about how we both, yeah, used to be active. So that's, yeah, that is what we were talking about. Um, but yeah, okay, so you're not anymore. I still am. Um, but I guess, like, high level where I'm at in my dating life, I am, like, one year out mm-hmm. of the literal, like, worst breakup I think I've ever experienced. I was with someone who was cheating on me, and it was, like, a super messy detangling. We're still detangling, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess. A conscious uncoupling. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, like, on one hand, I've been kind of, like, healing, reeling from that, and on the other, I've been trying to put myself out there, but I feel like every single person I meet lately, I've just been so not into. 
and I am bi, so, like, more in contacts. I date everyone. I do feel like it's easier to find men to date. Yeah. That makes sense. So, maybe a topic for another day. But, um, I have noticed, like, when I'm talking to men and women on dating apps, like, there is a very different approach. Mm-hmm. Like, with online dating, with dates in person, the way they talk to me, the way they express interest in me, it's, like, very different. And I feel like this wasn't something that we disagreed on. Like, I, so I had felt that I found, like, a lot of men were really interested in finding someone that fits really neatly into their already established lives and, like, don't really care that much about my interests beyond that. I feel like, I don't think we disagreed on that. Okay. We did feel the same way. Okay, I couldn't remember if we, like, both had different experiences with that. Okay, so that has that has definitely been my experience with, like, men. And I feel like women have already, are, like, so, okay. I feel like men are, like, I want you to also like football. I want you to also mm-hmm. like golf. I want you to also like watching me play video games. Mm-hmm. Like, they want your hobbies mm-hmm. to be aligned. And then they, like, don't care at all about, like, your morals, yeah. your values, yeah. like, your family, your politics, like, anything like that. And mm-hmm. then with women, I feel like they're very, like, I want our morals to be aligned. I want our politics to be aligned. I want our values to be aligned. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just interested in, like, whatever you're interested in. Like, I'm just curious to know things about you. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, that was, like, the main thing that I was just curious about. Like, why has that been such, like, a consistent experience that I have had? And do you feel like, was that an experience that you had when you were dating? No. No. No No and yes. I will, similar, I also dated men and women, Mm -hmm. but I found it hard to date women because when I was on dates with women, I just wanted to be friends with them. Yeah. Perhaps you're not. Yeah. Well, (laughs) but like I would hook up with women, but I would not date those women that I hooked up with. Okay. Okay. Like, I would hook up with a girl and I'd just be like, I will never speak to you again, mm-hmm. like, fully. Okay, wow. Um, so, you heard it here first. We all treat women badly. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what your gender is. I just could never get, like, the intimacy and, like, the personality to, like, okay. align. Okay. And I wish I could find that in, like, one person. Yeah. And I, at that time, like, when I was searching, like, I wished I could find that in one woman. But I just couldn't. Like, it would... The last date I went out with a woman, I felt really bad because, like, I was like, I really like her. And I just was not, like... Mm -hmm. You weren't feeling it, like, beyond the friends. Yeah. And it's not like she wasn't attractive. Like, she was attractive. I just, like, didn't want to. Like... Yeah. I didn't want to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. And I feel like with men, like... It's harder for me to feel that, mm-hmm. like, about their interests and such, because I, I just kind of refuse. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> like, I just... Like, you don't care about their interests? Like, not really, no. Yeah. Like, why are we, like, I don't care about football. No, that's how, so that's how I've been, and I feel like this is part of why dating over this last year has been, like, so much harder. Mm-hmm is because I have been very, like, I literally do not care about your hobbies unless they're already interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm doing the same thing yeah. that men are doing to me that I'm, like, annoyed by. And, like, we're both just, like, we're all doing it now. Yeah. And maybe that's, like, that's, like, a whole other thing. So now I'm thinking, like, is that, like, a confidence thing that men just, like, naturally get through their socializing? Mm-hmm. That they're, they're told that their interests are, like, unique and special and cool and yeah. interesting to people. Yeah. And then women, it's, like, something that we have to, like, learn to, like, we have to, like, step into that confidence as yeah. we get older. I totally think so. Like, it's yeah. just, like, automatically coded the things that women are interested in are frivolous. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And then that's, like, yeah, so once you get past that boat, like, once you're a woman who is very confident in your... Mm-hmm life and your interest in the way it's established it's just like so much harder to find someone who's gonna respect that yeah yeah it's not feeling very hopeful i think there's like a nuance though like 
there's one thing to say, like, I am not going to sit and watch the NFL from, like, mm-hmm. 7 a.m. or whatever it comes yeah. on to, like, noon or noon to 5. I don't even fucking know the schedule. But it's not say, noon like, to 5, for sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That tells you how checked out I am. But, like, <laughs> I do support that you need the TV on Sundays. Like, yeah. Like, I'm, I can support that you like that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, like, okay, that's the thing. I feel like when I have been dating people recently, like, if I did not share the same hobby they had, Mm -hmm. they were, like, no, thanks, I'm not into it. Like, I literally, okay, this just happened. And this didn't even inspire why I wanted to talk about this. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about this for a long time. But I was seeing someone consistently for, like, two, three months. Mm -hmm. And we were, like, talking about being, like, exclusive at this point. And he decided he did not want to do that because I didn't know how to rock climb. Which, that was probably not the whole reason. I'll I'll give it that much, but, like... But also, rock climbing is not a specialized skill. Right. It's not One, surgery. I could learn. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like it's not too late. Two, I have gone rock climbing before. <laughs> so not he, even fully true. Right, so he could have asked <laughs> if that was perhaps something I had explored. Wait, ever. he just assumed? He was like... This girl can't rock climb. So we, we had fully, like, established that I had an interest in that activity. And it was still just, like, because I had not had significant experience with it, he was just, like, not interested. So, like, is he doing, like, outdoor rock climbing? Yeah. Okay. Actually, I don't even know. I don't even know. Because <laughs> he said he didn't know how to self-delay. Which, like, is where, right, I did know, right, I did know what that meant, and he was like, no, he didn't even know how, though, which is, like, kind of like, I guess you could spend with a partner, he probably has fun with that, I don't really know, but, anyway, I think it was a lie to begin with, but that, that's a good example, I feel, or, like, I feel like, I was, like, talking to a guy on a dating app recently, Mm -hmm. And I had mentioned that I like to golf. I have, like, okay, I grew up with three brothers. Mm -hmm. I'm very close with my dad and my stepdad. I have, like, a lot of stereotypically, like, male-centric hobbies. Mm -hmm. I would say, like, I think a lot of my time is spent, other than The Sims, is spent playing, doing male, like, typically male-centric hobbies. Mm -hmm. So every time I, like, say that I'm into something, it's like they all, like, lose their fucking mind. And then it's, like, almost the expectation that that is all that we'll talk about or all that we'll do on dates or something. Like, it's it's bizarre. Whereas I feel like with women, it's never, it's, it's so much more, like, who are you as, like, a person? What are the things that you, like, value and need in your life to be fulfilled? And then I understand that you're going to have, like, hobbies and interests separate from me. Mm-hmm. And then for sure go and do those things. I'll join the ones that I'm interested in. But like I, I respect that you are like a whole person outside of this relationship. And yeah. I feel like that's maybe that's like the crux of it. I feel like women are looking for someone to be like a full human, like mm-hmm. o- outside of the relationship. And a lot of the men that I have run into are looking for someone who are who's going to almost like serve them in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. That's but, fucked, yeah. Right? It is even, like, the more that we're talking right now, the less excited I am about being on dating apps. Which, uh, yeah, that's, like, a whole <laughs> another thing. But I did, so, in trying to, like, understand more about this topic, I did survey, like, all of my friends mm-hmm. on, like, what they look for when they're looking for a partner and, like, what sort of things that they want to have in common with them. And this is, like, obviously not an extensive survey. This is just my friends. Yeah. I had more male friends answer than, and then women, but all of my man friends were like naming hobbies. Like that is what they wanted to have in common. I was like, you're playing right into my theory, mm-hmm. but yeah, they were all like, Oh, I want us to like the same music. I want us to like both like dogs. Like two of my friends said that dogs, right? <laughs> That's it. That's the whole, like, so that leaves most of the population open. But, yeah, it was, like, it was, it was shit like that. I think I had one man friend who was, like, I want our politics to be aligned. He was the only person that said that. And then all of my women friends were, like, I want us to have, like, similar motivations in work. I want us to have, like, similar life plans. I want us to both want children. Like, actual real things that yeah. are, like, needed to make a relationship work. And it's not 
Isn't that so weird? What was the class stratification of the, the men that you asked? Should I, I'll pull it up. Okay, so I would say all of them, aside from one, would probably be like upper middle class. Okay. And then the one, one would be middle class. And did you think that he had great answers or? No, he was the one, he was the first one that responded mm-hmm. and he was the one who was talking about like activities, like things. Okay. Right, you would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was, it was. Well, I guess, like, on that same note, growing up, the two friends that talked about activities were coming from, like, more affluent families, Mm -hmm. and the one friend who was talking about politics was coming from, like, a more, like, lower middle class family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I could see. I could see that. Yeah. I think it's, like, the model of marriage is different, Mm -hmm. and the model of partnership, even outside of marriage, is different when you, like, control for class and race and yeah. even, like, area of the country. Mm-hmm. And I think it's almost as important to know your dating audience mm-hmm. as it is to know what you want from your dating audience. Yeah. So what, like, what sort of questions, if you were on a dating app, mm-hmm. would you be asking people to kind of gather that information? Or do you not? Do you just, like, figure it out as you're along for the ride? I would have to think about... I feel like I had some, like, really good questions on my dating app. Mine are so bad. What are they? I literally... The only... The one opener that I consistently use, it's it's not good. People don't respond to it very often, but when they do, I find it funny, is if you had to vote one person out of your next family gathering, who would it be and why? And then it's always an uncle. And I don't know, I always find it funny. And then I don't normally respond to that. So it's not a good prompt. I, I'm not doing well on my end either. It is a good prompt, but for a first date, that's an in-person yeah. question. Well, so I guess I'm thinking I could for sure be asking people, like, yeah, what, like, what sort of things you, like, look for in a partner? I feel like that's for sure easy enough to ask. Or, like, what things do you want to have in common? I would also change my dating profiles based on where I was. Okay. So, yeah. if I were back in, I'm from Atlanta, so if I were back in Atlanta, like, on break, I would ask, like, favorite restaurant? Mm-hmm. What high school did you go to? Okay. Um, in your profile? In my profile. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait. I wasn't even... This was, like, not in my profile. This is why I message people on Bumble when I'm, like, forced to respond first. I would, like, put in my... Pro- you know how, like, jobs will put in their, like, posting? Like, if you actually read this entire job search, like, yeah. send me an email with the word bacon in it or whatever. Okay. I would do that, but, like, with my dating profile. Oh, like, at the very end? I would, like, literally put it, like, at the top. Okay. And that would just and be an easy way. Yeah. To know. Yeah. Be yeah. Like, if you actually want to hang, like, shoot me your favorite restaurant okay. in the area. Mine, so my, like, actual prompts on Hinge are, like, something that's a non-negotiable for me is political opinions. You have to be a leftist. Mm-hmm. People, I don't think people read that because I get people all the time that have conservative in their bio that, like, mash with me. And I'm like, well, I think clearly didn't read it. You're with somebody who is a conservative. They think that's less important. Like. No. Okay, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's what I wanted to, like, eventually get to with this is, like. Yeah. I don't think men give a fuck about all of your hobbies and interests and life goals because they expect you to just, like, do what they're going to do. And, like, they can they can fully set aside things like that because they don't actually, like, view you as, like, a full person and they don't care what you're bringing to the table. I think partially is that. And then the other part of it is, like, a little bit more insidious when you start thinking about it is, like, they view political opinions as just that, like yeah like a fun thing to maybe talk about sometimes when you're drunk yeah like i believe this thing yeah and it's something that i believe in and it exists in a vacuum and it doesn't have like ramifications Mm -hmm. for like literally the way that we move through the world yeah i think that is super true and i think too like the types of people that i like do tend to go on dates with and Mm -hmm. stuff like are very much like upper middle class to upper class like 
mostly white men, mm-hmm. so politics really do not have much of an impact on their day-to-day lives, if any. Mm-hmm. Leave no impact. Yeah, but I... Yeah, that was a good point. Like, it amazed me after the 2016 election how many op-eds and Twitter threads and all kind of, like, Jezebel articles or whatever, like, my husband's a Republican and I can't take it anymore. Like, yeah, you knew that yeah. like, when you got married. For 20 years, you've known that. He's he just... voted in Reagan, probably. <laughs> like, the OG, the reason we're in all of us. And you just thought, like, it was just, like, a cute thing that you disagreed upon. Yeah. But, like... Yeah. I had a conversation with my grandma. Um, I'm the oldest grandchild on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. And, like, the next, like, three under me are all engaged. So she's, like, very on my ass about dating and stuff. And I was, like, telling her, like, don't date people that, like, don't have the same politics as me. And mm-hmm. she was, like... I mean, I could feel the disappointment like through the phone she's like, like you never find anybody. yeah exactly <laughs> she's like this is it all right on to the next next three like she was completely done with me but yeah i feel like they it just was not a concern at all like if you aligned with that which is wild to me yeah i also feel like older people i don't want to generalize but you can generalize i've noticed that some older people typically hold more conservative values anyway like yeah yeah. So, right, like, how different are their opinions, really? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's definitely true. Like, if you would listen to anti-immigration, like, yeah, rhetoric, then some part of you is, like, okay with it. Yeah. Right, it gets, like, normalized a bit. Which is, yeah, I'm curious to think, like, what that will be like for us when we're older, too. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think people care about my politics and dating apps. My next thing is, like, a prompt asking people to send me a song because I had to DJ a wedding and mm-hmm. that wedding took place three three weeks ago. I have not updated it. I sent you one song and it was back to this. <laughs> it did not get played. That was another another story for another day. But I I do think I like that prompt though because when people send me like really terrible songs, I'm like, okay, I'm not mm-hmm. ever gonna talk to you. And then the last one is. Um, Oh, by the first round, if you come to my favorite dive bar. Yes. And that's for sure, like, the only one that I get, like, a lot of comments on. Yeah. I don't know. I think... I guess my drink is was one of my good ones. Okay. I like having, um... We're, like, really... We've really derailed. I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like having, like, tell me your favorite spot for, like, an old-fashioned... Like, something like that, where mm-hmm. then it's, like, them people will take you to, like, that place or whatever. It's just, like, an easy... I don't know set up I guess but yeah I feel like I don't well now I feel like I'm the problem but I don't think I put a lot of like care into my dating app because I'm I'm quite conceited mm-hmm. for being honest with ourselves and me um, so I just feel like you should just like want to go out with me anyway yeah and I don't have to like change up my photos or my profile so perhaps I am the issue but I am the villain in this story. And it's not men. It has to be men. It can't it has be to me. Be. It cannot be me. It has to be That men. doesn't feel right. Right. <laughs> way. Um, but when I okay, so like beyond serving my random friends and then proving my point, I was also like looking into like actual studies on this. And it is and I feel like this is not surprising at all. But it's like well over 60% of women look for things like intelligence and compatibility when they're looking for a partner. Mm-hmm. And with men, it's, like, the flip side, and it's just attractiveness. It's just looks. <laughs> it's, like, okay. So, like, you're not viewing me as, like, a human, just, like, a thing. Yeah. Like, a pretty object. Yeah. Which is wild. That was a Pew survey that I found that said that. By the way, it totally makes sense. That's wild. That is... There's so many variables. Yeah. Do you think that's why, like, people get divorced? Because they then are not as attractive? Yeah, I think that's, that's such, like, a classic thing where, like, a man and woman get together when they're young. Mm-hmm. They probably share one thing in common, and it's, like, liking the same college football team because they both went there. Yeah. And then they get older. She has his children, their children. Mm-hmm. She is no longer fitting the 
American Beauty standard, which is that of a 14-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. And then... She's probably no longer doing coke. Right. Because <laughs> she's had big children. Yeah. And not got to keep that milk powder free. Um, and then, yeah, he, like, leaves her for a younger woman. It's like we all... Yeah. We all know the story. That probably happens all the time. Would you, like, okay, maybe this is not the best question to ask you because it's not hypothetical because you are engaged. Hmm. But I'm going to ask anyway. Um, would you ever, like, if your partner came to you and was like, hey, like, it's been 20 years. Mm-hmm. I want to keep this shit fresh. Like, let's step out. Let's hook up with other people. Would you be into it? No. No. I will, but it's not for the, it's not for, like, jealousy reasons, mainly because four years in, I'm too tired to even look yeah. outside my relationship. Okay. And I know in another 16 years, I will be even more tired, and mm-hmm. the men will be somehow worse. Yeah, they are getting worse with every year. I, well, <laughs> I don't know if they're getting worse, or if, like, I'm getting less You can see stupid. the bullshit. Like, yeah. yeah. I think it's the latter, but... Like, uh, in 20, I'm like, I don't want, like, a mid, a middle-aged man, right. or even a younger man, or even an older man, like, right. I don't want, or a woman, like, I, I don't want anybody, and then I don't want him to have all the fun. Yeah. Like, I will be mad that he's having fun, and I don't have the motivation to find fun. Okay. So okay. we would end up apart anyway. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair enough. I think I could do it. I think that I will have the energy. <laughs> I think that I currently at least have yeah. it. And then some. And yeah, I, I think I almost, I think I have like a very jaded sense of relation. And per, perhaps this is also not helping me, but I think mm-hmm. I almost feel like it's inevitable. It's not inevitable that people will cheat, but part of me feels like that. And it's almost like, let me get ahead of that. Which I don't think is healthy. Mm-hmm. Maybe something to unpack with Liz, my therapist. I feel like you can't control what other people do, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. a fact. We've come to accept that. Yeah. But with a lot of help and, like, self-talk, we can control our own actions. Yeah, and so then we can hook up with other people before they do. If that's what you want to do. Yeah, and it might be. If it is, then, like, do that. If it's maybe not really aligned with how you like to move through the world and like your own values, then like just don't accept people that you think you'd have to cheat on preemptively. Yeah, this is making a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> I do think we have come to the conclusion that I am perhaps not ready to date. And <laughs> I should have known. I think I've also noticed that with, like, the dating choices I am making, where I feel like I'm choosing to go on dates with or, like, romantically pursue people that, like, present an actual problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to cut that out. We're going to bleep. Yeah. No, we should bleep it because it's, like, more scandalous that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess... So I guess I didn't lead us anywhere in this conversation. No, I think it's interesting, though, to, like, work through, like... Yeah, this was, like, a live therapist. (laughs) The dating pool is trash. That's a fact. It is bad. It is bad. I do feel like a lot of men don't view me as, like, a whole person, and they're more interested in seeing the ways in which I can fit into their already established lives. I do think that's true. I think you're reacting to that. Yeah, I think that's, like, been my anecdotal experience. I do think I have been very reactive with dating lately and been almost, like, more confrontational than I would like to be with people that I think are approaching me with good intentions. Mm-hmm. I just, oh, yeah, it's just so tough. Like, I do just feel like dating men in general has been one of the worst experiences of my life. Okay. Yeah. Do you not? I mean, it's just, like, it's not fun. It's just funny to say because, like, for so many people, that's true. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like, it's just, like, collectively, like, why is that happening? And why are we... Accepting it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that will change, like, more and more? Like, I it has to have be. To. Yeah, a little bit. I think bit. that's why, like, so many are, like, making the podcast, like we are, but, like... Yeah. Sorry, first control. I'll take that. So many are making the podcast, like we are, like, so many are, like... High value man, high value woman. Yeah. 
so many are like creating this rhetoric around traditionalist dating, which yeah, first of all, is fucked because yeah. if you think about it, like they're talking about traditional gender roles, but yeah. they provide no context for that yeah. tradition. Yeah, like traditional for what culture, traditional for what time right. period, traditional for what class. Like, if you know anything about history, you know that it is complicated. Yeah. And what yeah. we know to be traditional is what is told to us by the ruling class. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. It's yeah. like a very, yeah, it's, it's like almost an exclusively like upper class ruling class mindset. Like, sir, you, and I, and I mean this in the most factual and objective way possible. Yeah. If you've come from like generations of poverty or near poverty, mm-hmm. traditional for your family line is probably a masculinized quote unquote woman. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Which is why it survived. A hundred percent. The only reason it survived because the woman in the family was like able to step into a, a work place. Do you know like what happened during any of the world wars? Yeah. Like how do you think? Right, right. How did this continue? Yeah. Also, too, I feel like I always see those podcasts where it is, like, high-value men will talk about, like, how much they make, and it is a significant amount of money, and mm-hmm. it's, like, I do think you would be willing to find people that would be fine with you doing whatever you want to do if you make enough money to support their lifestyle and allow them to do whatever they want to do as well. Like, I don't understand why there's so many podcasts talking about that like mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if you are are making six to seven figures like right. well into the six figures mm-hmm. and you're having a hard time dating there's something significantly wrong there happening. are a lot of people in need yeah like right <laughs> like truly that would I do was... anything for a warm bed and some money right and you have that and if all they have to do is be quote-unquote submissive and do the dishes like you could find plenty of people yeah. to be able to do that. You are insufferable. Right. <laughs> Literally, people are, are looking at you and are like, I I genuinely would rather want yeah. for, for the rest of my life. I, and hear my stomach grumble every yeah, night if that yeah. means I, I could never be around you. Yeah, again. I've never had to hear you a single time. Okay, I don't know that we learned anything other than about my own issues during this podcast. Mm-hmm. But should we should we head to the the what's bothering us this week session? Yeah. Okay. What's bothering you? Wow. Um, the formula shortage. Yeah. I hate to be so on the nose about yeah. it. No, that's so timely, but like, I have a baby. She's eight months old today, and she's on a super specialized formula. And literally, the women, first of all, shout out to the women and these Facebook groups. We've literally been forced to create our own, like, sub-market yeah. of formula. That's insane. Like, we're trading and yeah. shipping and creating, like, bartering services or whatever we can for formula. And, like, in the beginning, so many low-income, particularly moms, were fucked over by people who were not parents at all buying formula in bulk from the suppliers, from Amazon, from third-party services in order to gouge and resell. So now we're further into it. We're a month into it. These women have no more money to buy formula. And there are women who were not affected by price gouging because they had the means to have a supply. Yeah. And now the women who have the means are entering the formula market and are able to outbid those moms on formula. That's wild. How do you live with yourself? Like doing things like that? I'll never understand. And like, it's fucked because you think like, I'm, I'm like, okay, you're DMing people like on Facebook, like these Mm -hmm. Facebook mom groups or whatever. And you like I realized like I have the power to like pay double the asking price and because my kid needs it and like do I I have this formula available to me yeah do I get all that I can and hoard it because I'm thinking she goes through like 32 ounces a day like or just about if I get six bottles that's six days like am I irresponsible if I leave formula on the table for someone else yeah I don't think so. And then, 
like I'm also contributing to this like really terrible market, you know, like. But I think it's completely different if you also need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like you're like just going to resell it to people right. for like a massive price. You're going to use it and you're going to need it. Yeah. Totally. And I think that's like the whole, the whole thing with like why capitalism is just like so annoying and so terrible is it, it does allow bad actors to like completely fuck over people. Mm-hmm. And like, I think it's just like extra gross that they're like fucking over literal babies Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, fuck them kids. Like, literally. Fuck them kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> how are you okay with that? And, like, what are you going to spend it on? Like, if you had the money to, like, up front to buy this formula, right. this specialized formula to then jack up the prices, yeah. you probably didn't need to make the extra money. Right. Yeah. No, it's all the, like, finance bros that are also mm-hmm. on their, like, twitches being like Ooh. like then, take that shit to stock like right. don't right. don't nike formula like right right yeah this is like the new like flipping couches from people's like yeah. curbs yeah like, that's girl. insane yeah insane i'm sorry that you're dealing with that i hope it studies soon i think they're they are like distributing formula but it's just yeah. like not enough it's not enough and it's like not what anyone needs like yeah. the formula that's been distributed every mom is like who the fuck even uses yeah. goat's milk formula oh it's like, like <laughs> shitty yeah. oh man yikes that's really bad are you have you had like a point yet where you've been like I don't have enough is she also is she like close to being able to eat like more foods she's eating like more foods but yeah, she's, she's yeah, she's premature. She was premature. She's born at 34 weeks. So it's an issue getting in calories. Mm-hmm. Like, she moves constantly, so she's burning a ton. So we have to fortify it every turn. And yeah. there is no milk alternative that has more calories than her specialized formula. Oh, okay. And she has a cow's milk allergy, so we can't just, like, switch her to whole Yeah. Milk. Oh, man. That's, like, very, very tough. Yeah, and she has, like, GERD or whatever, which is why she's, like, always puking. So... What is GERD? <laughs> like, reflux. It's, like, oh. a really bad... Like, her valve to keep the shit down in her stomach, like, just doesn't close or whatever. Oh, okay. So, just a pukey mama. She is a very cute baby, even with <laughs> the puking. You. The puking was... I did think she was gonna puke on me when you <laughs> left us down here, but she luckily did not. She, I think she actually gagged and not puked and not come out. She oh. does, like, swallow her own pee a couple times, and it's like, okay. girl, that's nasty. Perhaps that is what happened. I yeah. I should have, like, mentioned it earlier. Oh, no. she She's just... It's just nasty. It's not yeah. an emergency. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. so that's, like, a very real problem. Yeah. What's bothering, what's bothering you this week? I think... Okay. I was thinking, because we had been talking about dating, mm-hmm. and... Well, now I'm a bit bothered that I am the lesser partner and all of these like first dates that go on but so I yeah I have to I have to think on that that's something to journal about I guess I'm gonna I'm actually gonna repress it and continue to think that men are the problem but anyway um they keep giving us evidence that they are the problem yeah so yeah so we're all it's fight we're fighting fire with fire at I'm almost 29 at this point like might as well like lean into my lonely life Anyway, I think what is bothering me this week in regards to dating is that I had been asked out by, like, a 50-something-year-old this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i not a huge fan of, like, age gaps in general in relationships. Mm-hmm. I think that is something I want to talk about eventually. But I have to see him all the time. Like, we both participate in the same, like, volunteer activity. Mm-hmm. So I always have to see him. Um, and he just, like, hit on me, like, so intensely and was just very, like, I don't know, like, the way that he approached it was so uncomfortable for me and he, like, made sure it was, like, just the two of us. We were, like, kind of secluded from other people, like, yeah, and it was just, like, super creepy, super weird. He didn't really, like, give me an opportunity even to respond. Like, he almost did it in a way that was, like, the assumption was, like, I would be down to go on a date with this person. And it's still bothering me because that was, like, a week ago and, like, a few days later he, like, 
was, I had walked past him, mm-hmm. and he goes, like, mm-mm, like, really loud, so all these people could hear of his, like, volunteer thing, and I'm just like, this is really creepy. Like, why are you doing that? You know? Especially in front of people. Yeah, like, you should try to keep it low-key, especially at, like, your big age. Yeah. Like, right. he literally, his kids are older than me. Jesus. Isn't that wild? I'm just like, how? He is older than my mom and my dad. Yeah. Like, it's like... <laughs> sorry. So are you yeah. going to have grandchildren? I think he does. Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, why would I want to step into that? He is illegally I mean? horny. He is, like, aggressively <laughs> horny. That is absolutely, like, part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's bothering me right now. In, like, a, a non... In, like, a more, like, petty way, I guess. No, it's bothersome. Like, why are you yeah. acting like this? Yeah, just stop, please. You know? I would expect more from an elder. Right. An elder. You're supposed to be leading our community. <laughs> like, can you... It reminds me of that tweet where this guy, he's, like, reacting to some video of, like, dudes acting weird. Yeah. And he was like, we used to be, we used to be providers. <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sir, you were supposed to be a provider. Yeah. You're catcalling it. Right. You're truly just providing me with discomfort. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's it. You Do want to take, take some questions? questions? Yeah. 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 <laughs> some questions. I feel like that. Okay. So one of the questions that I just saw in here, which is like kind of topical, I mm-hmm. guess, is how to bring up abortion at work. I'm curious if you have thoughts on that. I think I have thoughts. I don't know if my thoughts are going to be exactly what the listener wants it to be. Yeah. Um, I would need more about the context. Yeah, because I think I lean more towards, like, don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe (laughs) just, like, don't bring it up. And this is, like, as coming from someone who's, like, very pro-choice, like, volunteered for many years at abortion clinics, like, doing... Um, like, clinic escorting, and, like, very, I care very much about this topic, but I think that, one, it's, like, this is, like, a a triggering topic for a lot of people. I think that that's, like, something to be mindful of in work. I I don't know that, like, that you're necessarily going, like, you might, you might be doing, like, a little more harm than good for Mm -hmm. people that have lived through having an abortion. Exactly. Um, if you try to bring it up at work, and I also just, I think it's one of those topics where it's, like, Everyone does kind of... I mean, people know what abortion is. Like, I don't think that there's necessarily, like, a need for a lot. I mean, there's always, like, a need for education. But I I don't think that in, like, the the workplace setting that that type of education is really possible. That would be enough to, like, move the needle on someone's opinion. I think that people have established opinions already for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I, I... I don't know. Like, I would not... I agree. I totally agree with you. I would not bring it up at work. Like, it it is brought up at work, like, by someone in charge. Like, we're having a town hall. We have an open space. Like, to me, that would be the time to offer support for anyone who's affected by um, any conversations going on around it. And offering space. Like, I truly am pro-choice like and when I say that when I emphasize choice I mean I am here to support people who do not choose to have abortions as well Mm -hmm. like honestly I think there are many people who should have had abortions and maybe would have if they had the support Mm -hmm. and there are people who maybe would not have had abortions for the same reasons if they had a supportive community Mm -hmm. Whether it be financial or emotional or even, like, political around yeah. them. Yeah. I think a good point, too, with, like, the... If you're asking from, like, a leadership perspective, I think something I've always appreciated, especially over the last, like, few years when a lot of really big media events have happened and we've kind of been, like, forced to confront mm-hmm. things that are, like, both, like, uncomfortable and, like, deeply sad and mm-hmm. upsetting. Um something one of, like, a, a boss of previously or that I had did was just, like, fully give us space to, like, not have to be working. Yeah. And just be, like, you don't have to be on camera. You don't have to, like, come to, like, the check-in today. And, like, gave us space to communicate with our friends about it. Because I don't know many people who are, like, 
I'm upset. The person I want to talk to, that coworker that I see sometimes at the coffee pot, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, I want to talk to my friends about shit, mm-hmm. not, like, random coworkers. So, I did appreciate when my boss would do that and just kind of let us, like, have our own time. And I felt like, to me, that showed that you value that we all are, like, individuals, like, having a life outside of this workplace. And, yeah. like, maybe the projects that we're working on are not more important more important than like our personal lives and our mental health. So I feel like that would be a more appropriate approach than like having to like lead a conversation around something that could be harmful or like hurtful to people. Yeah. I think like I think for me it's just hard like to say that it's a good idea because abortion is like abortion is such a deeply personal choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I do not think, like, it should be legalized or codified in any way legally, I guess is what I'm saying. It should not, like, it should not be a question for legislature. Like, yeah. Like, if there's a doctor who does not want to perform abortion, that is that doctor's right. If there are doctors who want to dedicate their lives to giving safe and free abortions, that is their right. Like, there are doctors who do not perform hysterectomies. There are doctors who do not perform vasectomies, and those things should not be codified either. Like, okay, I think I slightly disagree a little bit, but now I'm almost like, should we just have a, a another discussion on this? Yeah, we like, should separate. Yeah, like yeah. I just think like healthcare choices are healthcare choices. Like, yeah, I guess this is the most libertarian idea I have. Like, I think most social rights should be protected by law but I think this just isn't one like it's not anyone else's place to I say think anything. that maybe if there were like a robust system to provide like abortion medication to people yeah. that were like remote or in a place where like every doctor around them were choosing not to perform abortions maybe I could see that being like potentially and if those, like, were free, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they had just, like, easy access to it. I think I just have to Like, I don't... I'm just, like, imagining someone who would want to have an abortion, but, like, perhaps was, like, four hours away from their closest yeah. doctor who would perform it. And then, like, what is happening? I mean, it's currently happening. Um, like, that would be tough, right? Yeah, but I don't see, like, how a law could protect that person. Well, Yeah. Right, because I guess, like, the doctors probably could still get around that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, back to the workplace thing. I just don't, I just don't know that that's, like, a topic I would bring up at work. Yeah. No. Maybe you could leave, like, literature around or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? What an abortion. Yeah. <laughs> get one. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's also, I mean, I think that they're probably coming from a place of, like, I think this is an important issue, and yeah. I want people to be, like, providing advocacy around access to abortions but I just don't I don't think abortion is like an obscure enough topic or people are like so I don't know I like I just every person I know for the most part like has an opinion already yeah on abortion like already understands like what it means yeah like maybe there's I I feel like there's I've heard people like yeah have misinformation around like the how many weeks you could be or like what it means to have like a late term abortion yeah. like shit like that like when like, people when like congressman was like when the baby's halfway out the birth canal yeah. do you support an abortion I'm like that's just what are you doing yeah. like, <laughs> that's, like, not abortion. that's just a birth like, yeah that's fully like you're just actually killing something that is already alive and I think that most people understand that yeah like what how would you perform an abortion at that point? Right. Give it's me. not. Yeah. It's, it, you're putting a pillow. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. It's just not an abortion at all. It's just actually a murder. <laughs> just, yeah. Right. Like, could you, I cannot, I don't know. That, that show is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, like, abortion should stop in, like, conversations around abortion in public, specifically at places where, like, many people go to work to compartmentalize. Yeah, exactly. They're, like, yeah. personal trauma, life, thoughts, right. feelings. And I think if you really do want to be an advocate for people who may or may not want to get abortions, it should stop and start at advocacy and support for the individual. Right. Yeah. I think in the long term, that's most useful and most helpful to everybody. Yeah, I agree with that, for sure. 
Do we want to do, like, one more question? Yeah, let's do one more question. Okay. Um, we didn't get a ton, I'll say. So, write us, everybody at home. Yeah, the World is Fucked podcast on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I do get, okay, I don't even know if we can answer this. One was, like, what did you think of the last season of Atlanta? I have not seen it. Ooh. You have opinions. Yeah, I've not finished it. Okay, okay, okay. But I really do like the episodes that I saw. Mm-hmm. I will say it's one of my favorite shows, being from Atlanta. But also, I just really like Donald Glover um, as an artist and Childish Gambino. Yeah. Um, okay. I really like Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. Have you heard Lakeith Stanfield in the clubhouse room, like, moaning? No. Do I need to? It's Is that... it's uncomfortable. Oh, it's bad. He, okay. So you are familiar with Clubhouse. Yeah. It was a room for people to come in and moan. Yeah. And he did. He did. I cannot imagine that. Uh, well, really being I'm sure I could ever funny. be into. Yeah, in fact, friend of the show, I won't name him, sent me his own personal rendition of the Lakeith Stanfield moan. Was it... No. And <laughs> was it good? Was the impression good? No. No, okay. But yeah. But yeah, I like Lakeith Stanfield. I like a lot. Brian Tyree Henry, uh, first gay superhero in the mm-hmm. Marvel Universe. Um, and then Zazie Beetz. Mm-hmm. Great ensemble cast. I love, yeah. I think it's it, a good cast. It takes like a really, I don't know how to say this, like a an impressionist mm-hmm. almost perspective. Mm-hmm. Of like common occurrences. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like a rough sketch of like things that we've all sort of experienced, yeah. um, but contextualized to these people in their lives. I thought the last couples, the last season, the couple episodes that I did see, I think I stopped at episode four, covered things like transracial adoption Mm -hmm. like the casual racism in the netherlands Mm -hmm. but also had these like quips like these tangential episodes that i think are always my favorite like my favorite episodes about atlanta um just like people going on dummy missions (laughs) and then like the plot unraveling and unfolding through that and then like cults and like becoming a part of a cult um and how susceptibility works, but also just, like, the weird nature of, like, billionaires and, like, yeah, how racialized wealth is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I should watch. You should watch. Okay. I think it's good. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that wraps up yeah. our, our first, like, full-length episode. Absolutely.